We've been talking about the steps that we must take if we're going to find God's destiny for our life. We said step number one is to refuse to trust ourselves. If we're, if we're going to find God's destiny, if we're going to do what God wants in our life and what God wants us to do with our life, we have to first of all refuse to trust ourselves. And we talked a little bit about why in that lesson, why it's important that you don't feel that you can trust your own judgment, but lean on God's judgment. And we, we talked about that. And then we said the second step you need to take is to seek and to surrender to God's will. There's no way that you'll live God's will in your life until you begin to say, I'm going to surrender my life, my plans, my desires, uh, what I want to accomplish to you, God. So you surrender to God's will and you say, God, uh, I'm going to seek what you want with my, for my life, not what I want for my life. And so after we refuse to trust our own plans, it's now time to seek God's plan and to surrender to whatever God has. And, and we said the key thing is surrender. Because God's not going to show you his whole plan for your life. He's just going to kind of show you what the next step is. And a lot of God's, uh, a lot of the Christian life is God showing you one step at a time what you need to do in your life. And as you follow those steps, it will lead you to find God's destiny for your life. And then step number three is what we want to talk about tonight, and that is pray about your decision. You see, once you've come to a point of total surrender to God's unseen will, you're ready now to begin seriously praying about your decision. But how do you pray? Well, what do you ask for, and, and what happens when you pray? What will God do in response to your prayer? Uh, what are you hoping to get through prayer? Well, these are all questions we have when it comes to prayer. And hopefully tonight we'll be able to answer some of those questions. Now, step number three, talking about answering to prayer. If, if, uh, if you're going to go to God and begin to pray about the decision that you need to make in your life, the first thing you need to know about prayer is you need to begin to silence the voices that are without, from without, those that are speaking from the outside into your life. You have to begin to silence those voices. Now, uh, I'm going to ask, let's see if I can have, uh, who can help me real quick tonight, just as a visual for tonight's lesson. Uh, Jason Anthony can help me, and so can Aaron, and so can... Uh, Alex real quick, and Joey and Emiliano, all right? Now, Jason's going to act, if you would come up real quick, Jason's going to act as the person that needs to make a decision. He can stand right here, all right? Jason is in his life. He's a person that is looking for God uh, to use him, looking for what God's destiny is for his life. And so Jason is here, and now he's, he's refused to trust himself. He's already made that decision. He knows that he doesn't know what's best for his life. And now he said, I've, I've, I've sought God's will. I've surrendered to whatever God wants for my life. Wherever he wants to send me, I will go. Whatever he wants me to do, I will do. But in this third step of praying about this decision, the thing is, in life, we have a lot of voices speaking to us. There's a lot of voices speaking to Jason Anthony. Uh, one of the voices might be, Mr. Aaron, if you would come up, and Mr. Aaron's going to uh, represent a relationship. And you can stand behind Jason over here. And maybe there's a relationship in Jason's life that's beginning to speak to him, all right? Begin to talk to him uh, about different 
uh, ways to look at things and different decisions to make. And, and some of the relationships that we have in our life are relationships like uh, with friends at school, relationships like my boyfriend or my girlfriend, relationships like my coach or my teacher. These are all relationships in life. And so maybe a relationship begins to talk to Jason and is telling him uh, some of what he thinks he should do. But then we have Alex, if you would stand, go ahead and stand right here. Alex, Alex is going to represent a job, okay? A job. Maybe let's just say that Jason Anthony right now is working at a job. Maybe he's working at, uh, we're, we're going to say Whataburger because that seems like a good place to work. So Jason's at Whataburger and he's already learned the cashier and he's already learned the drive-through and, and, uh, and Jason Anthony's been doing so well at his job that uh, his manager is saying, Jason Anthony, you've got a lot of potential. And I think, Jason, that you could, you could have a, a big opportunity in this company. You can maybe have your own Whataburger. You can be an owner. You can be a manager. You, can, you have a lot of potential and a lot of opportunity in your life. And so now Alex is going to begin to speak into uh, Jason's life as this of opportunity. Then you have... Uh, Joey, if you would come and help me, and Joey will be on the right side. So Jason Anthony's looking this way. On his left, he's got opportunities. On behind him, he's got relationships. Joey, you can be on his right side, and Joey's going to represent uh, education. And now he has this idea, and 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 uh, we'll we'll say that Joey's representing the uh, the University of Texas. All right, that's that's a, a football team I like. So the University of Texas is beginning to to reach out to Jason and say, hey, Jason, uh, we've seen your grades and you do really good in school. And Jason, uh, we want to offer you a four-year scholarship, a four-year free ride to the University of Texas. And you're going to have access to the best kind of uh, resources that the state of Texas has. You're going to have the same, uh, the best kind of classes that you can take, some of the best professors and the greatest minds in the state of Texas speaking into your life, and we're offering you a four-year degree. And so now uh, that is speaking into Jason's life and letting him know, listen, there's a, there's a way that, uh, that we're wa wanting to offer you in, in this of education. And, and so now he's talking uh, with Jason about that. And then you have this, uh, this fourth opportunity. And Emiliano, if you would come up real quick. Uh, and Emiliano is going to represent one more voice uh, right there, right in front of Jason Anthony Emiliano. There you go. And now this, this fourth voice is, is talking to uh, Jason Anthony. And, and we're going to have him represent... Um, a really good skill that Jason has. We're just going to pretend tonight really quick, if we can, that Jason is a star basketball player. And let's just say at the age of 18, the NBA is knocking at Jason's door. By the way, LeBron James was 18 when the NBA started knocking at his door. So it can happen. Uh, he was greatly skilled. He, he was able to play at the highest level even at the age of 18. And now Jason has that same opportunity. And that voice is speaking to him. And the NBA is saying, hey, you can make millions of dollars. We're going to give you a platform that you'll never have before. And Jason, we want you to come to the NBA. You're good enough. You're, you, you can make a big difference in this world. You can make a difference for your family. You can make a difference for yourself. You can have the nicest house in town and you can have the nicest bank account in town and, and you can be a superstar. You can be known all around the world. And so the NBA is talking to him. 
Now, I'm going to ask you guys real quick, just start talking to Jason Anthony about what you represent. You can go ahead and talk to him really loud, r- r- real quick, if you would. Just start talking to him. Go ahead. Go, all four of you guys, just start talking to him. Aaron, you got to be talking to him. And, and Joe, just start talking to him. Tell him about Texas. And uh, Alex, you, you tell him about uh, Whataburger and let him know that Whataburger is offering him some good stuff. And Emiliano, you tell him the NBA. The NBA is as good as it gets. And Aaron's talking about relationships. And hey, listen, uh, you might not find a better girl or you might not find a, a better friend if you, if you go somewhere else. Now, you notice that Jason Anthony is doing his best to try to listen to what is everybody saying? It's chaos right over here in his life, all right? Everybody wants his attention. Everybody is trying to tell Jason, this is what you need to do. Now, how does Jason decide what he needs to do? How does Jason know that God wants him to go to the NBA? Or maybe God wants him to be a manager at Whataburger or an owner. Maybe God wants him to go to the University of Texas and study. Or maybe God has that relationship for him. My brother John met Blandy when he was in eighth grade, and they dated all through high school, and she's his wife today. How do you know, how does Jason know what is God's will from all these opportunities? Everybody's talking to him. Everybody's pulling on him. How's he decide to decide that? Well, when you begin to pray about the decision, number one thing you have to do is you begin to silence the voices around you. Guys, you may be seated. Thank you. Silencing the voices around you. In other words, Jason Anthony's got to do this. He's got to say, okay, uh, the relationships in my life, I got to put you on hold. So if you would, no more talking. And then he's got to look at Waterburger and he's got to say, boss, wow, this is an awesome opportunity. Thank you for thinking about the potential I have but I'm not ready to make that decision. I, I need you to stop. And then he's got to look at the University of Texas and say, what an opportunity, a full ride. This will save a lot of money for my family and give me a really uh, prestigious education in the eyes of the world. But you know what? I need to stop listening to you for a second. And the MBA and the great talent that God has given me and what I can do with that talent, I got to silence that. You see, when it comes to a time of prayer, it's, it starts with silencing the voices that are outside speaking into your life. You see, in your notes, we are all faced with many opportunities in life. Each and every one of you will be faced with more than just one opportunity in life. God has given you guys talent that perhaps others do not have. God is going to give you a chance to do something that maybe your brothers never had a chance to do or your sisters or your dad or your mom. Opportunities are everywhere. And let me just say this. Each opportunity could potentially draw us away from God's will or it can draw us closer to God's will. (laughs) Every opportunity in life has the potential to take you away from God. The MBA can take you away from God. The University of Texas can take you away from God. A relationship in your life can take you away from God. A good job that's paying, that gives you a lot of potential to do a lot of things, can take you away from God. Each opportunity could draw us away from God's will. So the voices of these opportunities must be silenced through surrender. You see, as you surrender your life, okay, as you surrender your life, 
it begins to silence the voices because you, this is what you start doing. You start doing, you start saying, listen, um, if it's not God's will for me to go to the University of Texas, I'm not going. If it isn't God's will for me to go to the NBA, I'm not going. If it isn't God's will for me to stay in this job, I'm not staying. If it's not God's will that I stay in this relationship, I'm not staying in that relationship. You see, the surrender that we give to God silences the voices. That's how you silence them. When you begin to pray, what you're praying is, God, I want to surrender to your will. Just show me what it is. Help me to hear you speak. You see, God is very different than the chaos in our life. God doesn't speak to us like some of these opportunities speak to us. He's not yelling into our life. God speaks very differently. God speaks very differently. Give me two more minutes of your time and then we'll go out. I want you to to notice real quick. If we listen to the voices of selfish opportunities, we cannot hear God's voice. God's voice doesn't try to shout over those opportunities in life. He doesn't. When the University of Texas is going, hey, I got a four-year scholarship, God's not going, wait, 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 and trying to talk over that. God doesn't do that. God doesn't work that way. So how does God work then? How is it then that we are to hear God's voice? If we're to silence those voices around us, and God doesn't shout like they do, like those opportunities do in our life, then how do we do this? How do we understand how God speaks to his children? Well, let me just say that God always speaks to his children, right? God will always speak to you. Number one, God will never force himself on you, though. When God speaks to you, he'll never force himself on you. He won't twist your arm. He's not going to strike you down with lightning. He's not going to put you in the hospital just so you can. That's not how God speaks to us. The Bible says that God speaks to us in a still, small voice. You see, because God is always speaking. God is always speaking. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we find this. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we find that Elijah, the prophet, began to speak. And he goes to pray to God, and he's in the mouth of the cave. And in that cave, God begins to speak to Elijah, and he first... First sends a, an earthquake, and God wasn't in the earthquake. And then he sends a, 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 like a tornado, these high winds, and he wasn't in the winds. And then God sent fire, and he wasn't in the fire. And then the Bible says, and then Elijah heard a still, small voice. And when he heard that still, small voice, he took his sandals from off his feet, and he said, Lord, here am I. He understood that God speaks in a still, small voice. God's not going to try to get your attention by twisting your arm. He doesn't try to yell, but through a still small voice. Now, where does that voice come from? And this is where I want to end tonight. That voice comes from his word. God will never tell you something different than what the Bible says. God will never tell you to do something that's against what the Bible says. You see, God uses this, wor- this Bible, this word, to speak to you and to me. And he doesn't shout it, but he does tell us. He does speak to us. God will always speak to us in a still, small voice through his word.
How does that happen exactly? How, how do we hear His voice through His Word? We're going to talk about that next week, so don't miss next week. Next week is important because we're going to talk about how is it that God will speak to my life? I know how to silence the voices around me. That's through surrender. But how do I know God's voice and how do I hear God's voice through His Word? How does that happen in a practical way? Let me tell you, you're not going to hear like, Jeremy, Jeremy, you need to do that. There's not a voice that you can hear when it comes to God. Not that way. You don't hear it like a whisper. So then how do you hear it? We're going to talk about that next week. I hope you won't miss. Be here uh, and as we continue this lesson on how God will speak to us through this of prayer.